Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. A happy President's Day to you. I don't know how happy they are in Ann Arbor. All I know is this, Mike Carmen. I cannot believe the amount of people that are actually coming to the defense of Jawan Howard after what transpired yesterday in Madison after the Badgers topped the Wolverines. It absolutely blows my mind. I came to the idea of, all right, you want to, people got mad at him for ripping down his mask, maybe the profanity. What you think of the children? Uh, but once, once the uh, Dr. D. David Schultz, yeah, go look it up, uh, the John Stossel head slap comes into play, maybe a little Deacon Jones, uh, you know, wh- whoever you want to throw in as, as your point of example, uh, that, that was a bit much, right? And, and I know uh, guard certainly, uh, you could say to some degree escalated a, a, a smidge by by grabbing I, him to try. I to don't talk. even know. I don't even know if that's true. But I, but I, I'll at least give him that right. That if someone put you know puts hands on you at all, that you know folks respond and, and recoil. Right, but to get to that other point and everybody going, oh, I want to know what the assistant said. I want to like in the end, you, you control your anger, right? Right, you got to be the big, be the bigger man, be the man. Whatever the case is, it's just a, a terrible look. He's been involved in in some you know post in the past. I, I don't know. It's just a, to me th- this was out of coming out of all of these sports that we had the rest of the weekend. This went like wildfire, and everybody went Zabruder film for step by step and trying to hey, can I isolate the voice on that guy in the right corner kind of mode to it to try to, to try to defend their proposition. At no point should the hand ever come up for the head slap, no matter what. I thought the disagreement would have been on whether Jawan Howard gets a suspension for a game for the rest of the season or if he loses his job. But there were actual people that did want to put this on Greg Gard. If you want to put it on Greg Gard, if you want to put it on Jawan Howard, you can tweet us. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I just know this, Mike, that when, what we have seen and all of the stuff that is put on people who want to put it on Greg Gard. All of this that's been put on Greg Gard, I think that there are there are ways to reason it and there are ways to explain it. I can't explain Juwan Howard's actions. No. I, I, I cannot. And 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 listen, this is this is to me what happens when a side is obviously guilty, but they are trying to find ways to not be guilty or not take blame for it. And it's trying to find different ways to poke holes into that argument. So it's the, well, why are you calling timeout? Why did you put your hands on him? Why did this assistant coach get in? Why did this strength coach give the DX chop afterwards? Like, it well, is. yeah, you had that. <laughs> no. That was no. a nice bonus. I mean, you got you to admit, for all yeah. the fun. Fighting that then went on with the players and the, you know, we're a family thing. Um, 
I, it made my head hurt, all the different <laughs> permutation. But dude doing the DX chop, come on, you watch that on repeat. I watch that on repeat. I mean, we celebrate. I watched Elimination Chamber on a Saturday morning for four hours uh, before I got my day started. I, I'm guilty of it. I still get sucked in. It was it was it was crazy, and and and, and this, and it wasn't a DX chop. It was actually more of the, I think the Shawn Michael, like you know, like, yeah, I yeah. Think that, yeah, yeah. So well, so part I, of degenerate, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, but there was no crossing of the arms. It was the <laughs> anyway. We're getting way too deep into the chop. We uh, we can do more in. of the WWE talk later on. There's plenty. I mean, the Undertaker's going into the Hall of Fame, Dan. <laughs> Eight seven seven. No, <laughs> just kidding. The, the, we're and we're gonna hear from from Juwan Howard in the comments if you missed it yesterday we'll bring him back for you and what he said and what greg gard said i do have a little history with greg gard and i, I should make this known this long long time ago 15 gosh it's even more than that you know when, when greg gard was an assistant under bo ryan at wisconsin i had worked in madison mike and i did the wisconsin basketball post game show greg gard would be the assistant coach that would join my show after every game do i know greg gard personally on a you know been over to his house no but i've had many a conversations it's been a long time it's been a long time but that's the Greg Gard that I know and I just don't think that that is in Greg Gard's nature could be wrong could absolutely be wrong well but did you know- press down 19 inside of five a minute of the game <laughs> I, I I did not I did not and this I mean is did the- he call a timeout when you tried to you know press him on not. an answer of where he was going to eat after you were done talking yeah he did not he never grabbed my elbow during a question in the post-game show, never did any of that stuff. But I do know this, that this isn't the first instance for Jawan Howard. No. This, isn't, this isn't the only time where Jawan Howard has not been happy. And it was completely forgotten for a while by many about Jawan Howard actually going after Mark Turgeon of Maryland last year. And I think it's because of COVID and we don't know what happened when. Stuff Timelines gets all are tough, man. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't the first time that there has been an instance where Juwan Howard has been mad at the end of a game, including yelling at Mark Turgeon, I'll bleeping kill you. That happened 11 months ago. That is something that actually happened. This season, we actually had Michigan and Rutgers play a game, and one of Michigan's players got into it with Rutgers players. We also had Juwan Howard getting teed up in a game against Ohio State with 35 seconds left to go and calling timeouts late in that game because he was unhappy with how things are going. This is a trend. You don't see Greg Gard calling timeouts all the time for Wisconsin to try to rub it in. It was a unique situation, and Juwan Howard, for some reason, continues to take this personally. And when you want to talk about escalating, Nothing was escalated until the 49-year-old man reached across two or three bodies to slap an assistant coach on the other team. That's what escalating was, and that's what happened yesterday in Madison. Jawan Howard deserves all the blame, and I can't believe people who are actually sticking up for him. Yeah, again, you know, the sequencing of things, Dan, is, you know, you want to quibble about the, hey, grab the arm to stop him to have the conversation there, because that's the 
what it looked like to me, right? And some folks said, well, he he started it. He initiated it. I forget what the – there was a, a term that, uh, you know, everybody kept trying to, to impose on here, you know, of, you know, he was the aggressor, I believe, was the term. <laughs> no, the, the aggression was the, the big open hand slap later on. This yes. was a, hey, be a grown-up and talk to me about this now as to why you're so ticked off. Uh, you're pressing me. I call my timeout. If you're going to use it as a learning experience, we're going to use it as a learning experience. Okay? And this is what we do in that situation. We're not going to sit there and have guys chopping at the arms and, and the body, uh, trying to uh, grab the ball and, and all of that, and not run our offense and sequencing like we normally would do as well. I, I just don't understand why that part of it, you know, becomes, you know, a, a moot point. And, and for others, it became this this large uh, attack from, mm-hmm. from Greg Gard, right? I mean, it's an end-of-game sequence. That's it. Handshake line. You could be mad at each other. You, you snile at them, right? It's the sneer and the smile, something my uncle taught me how to use to my benefit in terse situations at a very young age. That's it. And then you go back to the locker room. If you then want to have a WWE-inspired rant at the podium after, you know, and sprint around or, or be Nick Nolte at the end of Blue Chips lamenting the fate of the game and where we're at as a society, have at it. But in that moment, listen. All right, here, I want to I want to quell this here. Instead, it escalates. All the assistants get in, players get in, and it becomes a, a melee. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, Sean Merriman, our buddy, uh, immediately was like, all right, sign him up for his fight fight uh, outfit. So I thought that was great. But but for, for college basketball, it's just an awful look. You're finally in the spotlight after the NFL goes away. And this is the first thing folks are going to remember. Yeah, this and, and this Mike isn't the first time a timeout has been called late in a college basketball game. I even wait, wait, wait. Mich- are you sure? <laughs> I even referenced Howard doing it when they were losing uh, to Ohio State in the game earlier this season. There have been times when timeouts have been called when teams are winning. We've seen the blow by handshake with head coaches, and you know what? Usually, when you get the blow by handshake, it's because both coaches know what's up. They know what. Guess what? I tried to stick it to you here. You tried to stick it to me there. I'm not happy with how you tried to stick it to me. All of that is into play when you do the quick blow-by handshake. What Guard did, Guard was going for the handshake, and Jawan Howard pulls down his mask to say, we won't forget this bleep. And then Guard's like, wait a sec, what? Like, what, what's going on here? He was not in on it. So I don't know how Guard could even instigate it. it to your point of him grabbing the elbow, if they were both on the same page knowing that one was trying to screw the other because one was pressing and one was calling a timeout, then that's where you get the blow by. That's where you get the quick handshake and you move on. But Card was not in on this at all. And the whole part of the, you know, don't you touch me is such an have you ever been in an argument with a significant other at any point in, in your existence where you just said, hey, I'm sorry. They're like, don't touch me. It is such a way to like open the door to be like, all right, you put your hands on me when you never meant to do anything malicious in the first place. Maybe you were touching an elbow. Maybe you were touching a shoulder. If we were having a draft of Big Ten coaches that I would want to to fight for my team or if I was having a draft of who I would pick to win a fight amongst Big Ten coaches, 
coaches, guess what? Jawan Howard probably would be my first overall pick. And I'm not taking Greg Gard in the first five picks of that. So how he could be the aggressor, I just none of this makes sense to me. And it's not racist. I'm sorry. It, race has nothing to do with this. Attitude has everything to do with this. And it's Jawan Howard's attitude that is the problem. Well, my the, the other part, and, and it's been in my timeline a bunch over the last 24 hours, I'm sure you've seen it, is let's compare it to Bob Knight. Different times, different places, different media, different society. Did, did a lot of the things he did, were they right? No. And in the retrospect, yeah, a lot of it becomes a derisive, my God, can you believe what he did? Like, there's not, wow, look at the fiery Bob Knight, how great that is. Yeah, you might do that kind of chuckling at it, but saying how destructive it was. Right? No, nobody thinks that that was great, but they, he got wins. So there's one of those method to the madness and whatever and for Jawan Howard thus far successful and and they're they're anticipating or assuming there's no huge change here that he he will be there and he and Harbaugh have Michigan you know top sports aligned but you know the the Bob Knight argument of all of it is it doesn't matter we're in 2022 this is an isolated incident how it, the media or anybody covered bob knight 30 years ago 20 years ago when he last was on a sideline versus today it, it's just just false equivalency right yeah. we don't say hey you know what because because we've now gone in in history and this is what we're doing and i think rightfully so taking uh you know a critical eye to a lot uh, of past right a, a lot of our past in terms of injustices in terms of treatment uh, on a lot of topics and saying well that wasn't right so just saying hey this is how you guys talked here so you should give juan how like no we don't do we don't talk about things the same way we don't look at coaches the same way that we did 40 years ago how many stories have you had over the last five six years where guys ended up getting suspended women getting suspended or fired for things that were quote okay 20 years prior so juan howard doesn't get a pass here and if folks need uh, someone to write a tersely letter, you know, worded mm-hmm. letter to to Greg Gard as well from a an executive body, then then have at it. He didn't hit anybody. Correct. And if you actually see Greg Gard's role in all of this, after that initial confrontation, Greg Gard stepped back and was kind of on the outside of things, looking in. And that and that's why Joe Krabenhoff, the Wisconsin assistant, is he's the one that Jawan Howard end up ended up uh, slapping. It wasn't a punch. It was a, ended up being a, a, a slap. That's what it ended up being. But, Mike, going back to the Turgeon thing, and you talk about punishment, that's where I think like there, was, there, was no, there were no repercussions for Juwan Howard in that situation. This is an ongoing thing. Michigan has to suspend him for the rest of the year. If you want to keep him out at the program, that's fine. If, if you're a Michigan fan, maybe you say, you know what, it's kind of a weird lost year anyway. There's no guarantee that we're even going to make the NCAA tournament this is the time where you put your foot down and if you're sitting there with uh <laughs> considering what's going on with the football program the jim harbaugh situation you actually have to show that you've got a backbone and if you suspend him for the rest of the season i think that would be apropos for juan howard figure i mean some calling for the firing i i think that would be perhaps a a bit too far in, in this process big 10 tournament i've seen folks all the way through there and then you know let the chips fall where they may sure. i think the regular season i mean we're, we're just a couple of weeks left uh if, if that's the case yeah. then, then so be it, it I, I think it's it sends the message and and for the conference 
you know, just saying, hey, here, here's where we stand. Because right now, the NCAA in all forms, including the conferences, are trying to stake out where they still have some sense of power. So this is where the conference could stand up and say, hey, you know what? We're still here. And we still have to uh, adjudicate things. And we're not just uh, a bystander in this process. Ward Manuel and Michigan are the ones that have to stand up. Because I think Howard thought he could get away with it. Now, maybe that lack of punishment with the Maryland thing makes this one a little bit more harsher. But you also at least need to give him an opportunity to show that he's changed. So firing him and, and moving on from that, I don't think it's the ultimate solution, but I don't think he should coach again for the rest of the year. But he's yeah, like, the, in, in the last the last one, Dan, because I mean, in this postgame, he just said he was mad about the timeout. Like, really? Yeah. I <laughs> I wanted to play the audio, but I just I, I decided against it because I just I don't want I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I don't I don't buy any of it. It's it's we didn't listen. We didn't play Greg Gard's audio either. So, I, I right. mean, we were, you know, to give his explanation. And I've heard Greg Gard do it, you know, not only his postgame presser, also did an interview with CBS. So I, I didn't want to hear from either of them because I know what I saw and what we saw and how it transpired. I just can't believe people are taking Juwan Howard's side in all of this. Real credit card questions require real people someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. We will go to the scene of the crime coming up next for a guy who had a uh, good look at what transpired as the benches emptied yesterday in Madison. That's next year. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Don't touch! Get the meat hooks off of me. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Mike Harmon sitting in for Doug on this President's Day. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Joining us now is a guy who took in some of the action yesterday at Madison, where seemed to be more action after the game than there was during the uh, 40 minutes of game time. He's a columnist, columnist for the Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Jim Polzine joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Jim, good to talk to you again. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time. I know it was a crazy day yesterday. What was your vantage point with everything that went down uh, at the end of the game between Wisconsin and Michigan yesterday at the Kohl Center? Yeah, so I don't know how long you'd spend since you've been in the Kohl Center, Dan. But the media is upstairs now. It's section two hundred eight, so it's not close. It's a pretty center sure. court view, but it's not necessarily close. You can't hear anything. Um, but I could see already when the timeout was called that Jawan Howard was not happy about it. He didn't. Did not talk to his team at all during that break. He basically spent it staring at the Wisconsin bench. So I thought something was up, um, and it probably caused me to watch the handshake line, which I typically don't do. That's you know that's usually a boring thing, and I don't pay attention. But I did this time, and you know clearly saw again pretty far away. Could see that there's a skirmish down there. We're fortunate enough to have, have TV monitors up on on press row, so. And those are behind, obviously, because of the delay. So as I was seeing stuff on the ground, I could turn my head to the left and get a kind of a delayed view of it, and and you could see what what was transpiring. I got to imagine that the you know normally it's folks start falling for the exit, Jim. Uh, this is yeah. all right. Let's let's try to figure out what the uh, second act is all about. How many times have you now watched the video? Because I'm at about 83 and, and trying to parse yeah. down frame for frame. It's no, it's funny you say that because I. I, I have watched it a lot. I've lost count and, and different angles too. I mean, we, we had a couple of local TV reporters who got down on court after the game, like they normally do just to get some, some footage. And so they got a really good view of it. So between that and the, the CBS feed, I feel like I've watched it, you know, 
watched it all about a hundred times. Like I, and I keep finding new stuff. That's the other thing is like, you got to watch this thing way more than once to kind of follow people. There's so many, there's 20 people within a, a small area. You kind of got to keep your eye on, on specific people. Um, and then the next time keep your eye on someone else. So it, it, it was crazy. And, and it's unfortunate it got out of hand. Jim Polzine joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, columnist for Madison.com, Wisconsin State Journal, uh, taking in that uh, Wisconsin win over Michigan, but nobody's talking at all about the game. We heard from Greg Gard. We heard from Jawan Howard. What were others, uh, at least inside the Wisconsin program that you covered, Jim, what were they saying about the the situation and how it transpired and and maybe some of the messages uh, from those uh, parties that that didn't get out yesterday? Yeah, pretty clear that the players didn't want to, comment on it much brad davison actually began there's three players in there and brad davison began it all with a statement which is you know just never happens he and that was him kind of getting in front of stuff and saying that they're united and um you know they'll stand up for each other and and there were a couple of follow-up questions but nothing nothing great um i thought the most telling thing was that when greg guard showed up for his news conference chris mcintosh the athletic director was there too and sat next to him um clearly a sign that, hey, I have my coaches back. Um, also, I think a pretty pretty decent PR move to get ahead of things and get Wisconsin's side out there first. Um, at least that's kind of how I took it. So it was interesting. I mean, certainly glad the game was at noon central and not later. Um, it allowed you to kind of process the information. But there, there were, I mean, I will say I didn't know if there'd be any post game, especially from Michigan's end, and for them to bring Juwan Howard and and two players in the mix, um, you know, I, I appreciate it. Appreciated them actually, you know, taking to whatever you, you make of the comments thereafter, Jim. Uh, Howard in his post saying, you know, he, he took offense to the timeout. I think just from the game perspective, it's like you had two guys that probably just decided we're going to we're gonna play uh, these halves uh, to the final buzzer when really they didn't need to. So you have pressing, you have timeouts, uh, and, and a, a lot of mess that didn't need to be. But, you know, in the end, it, it, you are getting blown out. So you, you made the choice to still engage at that point. Yeah, I mean, that was my biggest confusion when I saw Juwan Howard was upset about the timeout is, you know, he's, he's still pressing at that point. He's got five, he's, he's full court pressing. He's got two starters in the game, three rarely used subs um, against a Wisconsin team that has – all third stringers like they're, they're essentially they're 11 through 15 on their roster um which is fine like i have no problem with juan howard pressing at that point um and i have no problem with greg guard calling a timeout when his you know his, his subs had already committed one turnover they were in the process of committing another one if he hasn't called timeout they have four seconds to get the ball past midcourt now i've heard some of this well who cares i mean it's you're going to win by 12 11 13 what's the difference i think to me that shows that he's coaching all of his players, whether it's the five starters or 11 through 15. Um, he wants to save them from embarrassment. I, and part of me thinks he owes that to them, you know, to get them out of a bad situation. And, and he also sees the other coach coaching to the final buzzer. Like I, I guess I don't see from, from Wisconsin's perspective, why this would be such a, a massive thing. And I don't think Greg Gard thought it was until those two met in the handshake line. And, and clearly Howard was going to do a blow by, um, and that's kind of when things, you know, started to materialize. Jim Polzine joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm not asking you to get into Ward Manuel's head 
Um, but there was no repercussions in the Mark Turgeon incident at the Big Ten tournament. There, um, there are other scenarios where uh, maybe not as bad, but last year was, was, was pretty bad. But there are other technicals late in the game against Ohio State we touched on. There was a little skirmish between Michigan and Rutgers players. What do you think the penalty should be for Juwan Howard for his actions yesterday in your mind? Yeah, it's a great question, Dan. So I wrote a column off the game, obviously, and mostly was on Howard and what I thought was kind of an embarrassing reaction on his part. I threw out five games. You know, that gets you through the end of the regular season. I didn't think that would be an over-the-top penalty punishment. Um, mm-hmm. Now, having sat here for some time, I don't think it's going to be that much. That's probably what I think it should be. I think the Big Ten will come down lighter. I don't know what to even guess. I think it could be as low as two games. Um, I think others involved will be suspended one game, you know, whether it's Craig Gard or one of his or two of his assistants or players who threw punches. I, I mean, I think there's a lot to figure out yeah. here. And that's probably why the Big Ten is spending today. Um, to me, if you're assigning blame and pointing to flashpoints, Juwan Howard is involved in a lot of those, and he's certainly the one that reached over two or three people to, you know, strike uh, assistant on the other team. So, Two games would seem super, super light to me. Um, four to five seems more reasonable. I've never been on the he should be fired. I just I don't I don't think that's true. I, I think he should keep his job. But the Big Ten has backed itself in somewhat of a corner by not punishing him for the the the, manage, the, um, the time at Maryland. The, the thing that happened last year. They, there was no punishment from that game. Um, and now you've got kind of a situation where you know what do you base the next punishment? the next suspension off of. So I don't know how it's going to play out. I can see it going a lot of different ways, but I think, you know, I cover Wisconsin, obviously, and I think a lot of Wisconsin fans are hoping for a pretty big punishment on Howard's side. And I, I'm starting to think that it probably won't be that much. How about a quick one on basketball itself? 12 and four, big 10, 21 and five overall. Uh, And that's getting lost in all of this. You know, we're, we're into college basketball season now, Jim, because the NFL goes away. So people now paying attention and their first uh, incident is, is the melee instead of recognizing, you know, what Wisconsin's doing on the court. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I kind of tried to write that in my column yesterday too, is don't lose sight of the fact that, you know, a Wisconsin hung uh, number 24 Jersey in the rafters. Michael Finley, who played in the 90s, ironically enough, against Juwan Howard for mm-hmm. for three of those years. Um, and that was a big celebration day, and Wisconsin does a really good job of those. And then the second half was great. Johnny Davis, who is a National Player of the Year contender, who's really come out of nowhere this year, um, lifted the team that was picked to finish 10th in the Big Ten and is now contending for the Big Ten title. So it's a team with a ton of great stories and feel-good nature to it after a crazy, crazy offseason that, in which recordings were released, and, and it's just it was bizarre. Um, so I think a lot of fans have embraced this team as kind of you know, you know, being fun and, and being exciting to watch. And so it would have been great to celebrate that yesterday. Um, however, obviously there was another bigger story that took place. Yeah, I, th- I think Wisconsin's really good. I don't know their national championship good, but I think they could be Final Four yeah. good. Jim Polzine, columnist for the Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Find him on Twitter, at Jim Polzine, WSJ. And I'm just going to leave you with this, Jim. Even though it was 17 years ago, radio was still Section 208. While all the writers had the okay. front row seat, we were still <laughs> Section 208. It's just the way of the life of the radio guy. It was a while. Yeah, but they've, 
They've they've sold those seats down on the court level to uh, people that are willing to spend a ton of money. So I guess I can't say it. <laughs> Welcome to the world of radio, Jim. We appreciate it. Great to catch up again. Uh, hopefully, sometime under better circumstances. But love the insight, and uh, we'll reach out again too if warranted. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good week. Thanks, Jim. Jim Polzine, Wisconsin State Journal columnist. Again, find him on Twitter at Jim Polzine. That's P O L Z I N. Uh, WSJ. That's where you can find Jim. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Did you miss football yesterday, Mike Harmon? You know what? I went and watched football during the afternoon. So oh, I was at right. the U.S. women's national team uh, in their battle against New, New Zealand. Poor woman. Uh, three own goals, Dan. <laughs> Three own goals. Aren't, you want to talk about subs wrong are place, for? wrong? Well, they subbed her out. You okay. know. <laughs> the third one but, was but the, the third. Score. No, it was so sad. Uh, Michaela Moore, uh, we were just watching it and just, you know, trying to find an angle for deflection. U.S. on the attack repeatedly and just, unfortunately, wrong angle coming off a, a foot, coming off a, uh, the, the midsection and then one on a slide. And it's just... All right, this they they almost had a fourth at the end of the game. It would well, have been hers, but yeah. So I was watching football, and then there was a, a second game to the doubleheader, and then I drove to Portillo's to eat hot dogs. Well, you, then that tells me you did not miss football yesterday. Well, because, you know what? You got to fill the void, Dan. Well, I, I mean, did as not soon as miss... you know it's gone for me psychologically. I mean, look, I, I got some rest. I'm not going to lie. I I did not miss football. I, I didn't, and I saw it all over Twitter. People being like, uh, "Like I, I needed. I actually felt like I needed a break because it was such a handcuff to my life." Where we're watching all these games, whether we're talking about it here on Fox Sports Radio or whether we're doing the "I Want Your Flex" podcast. And I know not everybody talks sports for a living, so I get that. But for me, it freed up the opportunity to to dive into other sports, like you did. It also freed up my ability to do some of the things that maybe I needed to do and this is this is the thing that makes the nfl so great is that it's uh, it's around long enough to fulfill you but it also is around just long enough to make you want it more maybe in a maybe in maybe in mid-april i'll feel the same way but now i'm transitioning into college basketball we've got the masters on the horizon and and we'll still get we'll still get nfl free agency coming up in a couple of weeks like there will be enough but to actually miss a football game i saw talked about on twitter a lot of people being like first football you know first football week or weekend without football since whatever and man i miss it i didn't miss it I, i i but i think that's natural i think that's healthy no, I, I think that's it, right? For for some folks, you know, it, it, if you work in the the business, and, and this isn't to be all put me on a pedestal or any of us that that work in sports, there's a seasonality, right? You, you yes. get tired of there. There's storylines that you get tired of talking about, right? And, and you everybody out there, whatever job you do, you have the same thing, right? There are busy seasons. There's you know the four to six weeks here and there. Talk to an accountant right about now. Sure. Right. As soon as the the year flips and as soon as people start getting their 1099s and W2s, well, the next three to four months of life aren't aren't the greatest. Right. In terms of hours spent. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the new tax rules anymore with us in the NFL. We we talk about every team from every perspective. Right. You're doing the show as games are are progressing here on Fox Sports Radio. I do the preview with with Bucky Brooks. So what are you doing? You're watching games again. You're going back through stats. We As you mentioned, the I Watch Reflex podcast going through from the fantasy angle. It's a lot of extra hours of work. And I, I don't complain because I, I love every 
minute of it. But every once in a while, it's it's nice to exhale and say, you know what? I told myself in 2022, I'm going to try to re relearn Spanish. I've got a rudimentary hold from back when I was in high school, so I, I can you know get through the fundamentals. But like, I'd like to be fluent again. And I've had a keyboard sitting here waiting for me for a while. It's now time to relearn the beginning of November rain and to serenade people on the corners. It's time, Dan. It's time for other pursuits. It is time, and I enjoyed watching the college hoops, then the fight that followed, the golf, the NBA All-Star game, the Daytona 500, of course. All of that was uh, was a nice break. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Just because we didn't miss football doesn't mean we won't talk about it. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Our All-Star Weekend recap coming up in about 10 minutes or so. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Of course, you can hear Mike usually weeknights here on Fox Sports Radio on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 Pacific, Monday through Friday. And you can usually hear me with Doug Gottlieb right at this time weekdays monday through friday at fox sports radio and you can actually hear the both of us together on the i want your flex fantasy football podcast that just wrapped up season two but we have a look ahead to next year's draft so if you want to get a head start on the fantasy football season i suggest you download that we'll have a special full draft episode that mike myself and our executive producer ryan bershinger did uh, that will be available as well in the meantime we go to where i usually am at this time the news desk we play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brian Fenley's the one that's manning the desk. What's going on, Brian? Dan and Mike, our game will be... Big deal, little deal, no deal. Mm. So with that in mind, here is where we start. You mentioned we were discussing earlier how there are a large number of NFL agents representing clients for the upcoming combine that do not want the league to go about a bubble policy during the combine. Now, according to Adam Schefter, agents are not threatening a boycott, but rather want a little bit of change and allow players some flexibility to move around and hold workouts or hold off on workouts, that is, till pro day. I thought this is a big deal, Mike. And the reason I feel it's a big deal was I was under the assumption that the pro day was always, all right, let's put our best foot forward. But the combine was the neutral setting where maybe you can find out the dirt, the grit about the prospect. And that's why NFL teams liked it. Now, if the conditions are so bad that guys don't want to end up taking part or if they don't want to go into a bubble format, I feel it's a big deal because it kind of changes now things to where maybe the pro day is the ideal day for scouts to get a look at these players 
Well, it's it's short-sighted by the NFL, so I'd say a big deal in terms of uh, it's been hyped to where we actually care about the combine in the t-shirt and underwear Olympics to a large degree, right? Everybody catches a few minutes, especially once the linemen get going. You, you got to love those those exploits there. But to do it two to three weeks before, I, I guess on some argument you say, all right, here's your, let's test your adaptability because now uh, something has to change. But the comfort of having your own personal trainers and such with you, I, I don't think that should be lost on the matter. You know, you're trying yeah. to put them in the best frame of mind and headspace to give you all they can. I, I think changing it last minute uh, is a bad move by the league. I, I will also say this, and I know we're a little crunched on time, so we may only get to one more, but the NFL moving the combine around to different cities – uh, is going to also change the combine. It's going to be more for the fans as well. So this is an opportunity, the NFL, to not only correct maybe the wrongs that they did for this year, but also look ahead to how they can uh, do do away with some of the things that they used to do and make it a better event for everyone in future years. And Dan and Mike, on the lines of the NFL and them looking at new opportunities, they have released a statement in accordance with the XFL in terms of the XFL collaborating with the NFL on select innovation programs to further expand the game of football. So the XFL, of course, is coming back soon. The NFL trying to work something out. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Mike, I'll let you have this one. Potential for a big deal, right? Rules changes, equipment changes, all of that. The Rock, Danny Garcia, uh, the folks that have put that group together. Uh, I, I think it's it's also you know showing the legitimacy of the league, which will help as well, right? There's a lot in our timelines today uh, as you go through of folks in the big three saying, we've been trying to help and we can't get anybody to work with us. This is a huge deal uh, for bringing the XFL back as a legit uh, football experience and helps the league uh, where they don't have to do that to their own players. Yeah, big deal that the NFL actually may want a partner, kind of. Kind of. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. You can find Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. And yeah, the kind of is a pretty big kind of, but we will have football later this spring. Coming up next, we may have found a way where we can actually settle the Jordan versus LeBron debate. 